So I want to make sure that everybody understands that uh, in order to build the greatest team on earth, you have to subscribe to the philosophy that everything is earned and nothing is given. Welcome to the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Eric Hatch is an entrepreneur, public speaker, do-gooder, social media expert, author, and leader extraordinaire. Eric owns 18 companies that are built for the empowerment of those team members. His largest ventures include Hatch Realty and Hatch Coaching. In this Superstar podcast episode, Eric shared how he built the top 50 real estate team that sold over 5,000 homes since 2014. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Dan Roshan. Today, I am privileged to be joined with Eric Hatch. And Eric and I are going to be talking about the secret to creating the best real estate team ever, because that's what Eric has. Well, he has one one of the two best real estate teams ever. I'll just have to say that. So, Eric, welcome. How are you doing today? Oh my gosh, I am sweaty and perfect. It's a beautiful summer's day, and I'm thankful for air conditioning, that's for sure. Are you a married man, Eric? I am. Yes, sir. Because because sweaty and perfect sounds like it belongs on your Tinder profile. <laughs> Swipe right for that one all day, every day. I bring a, I bring a sham wow to each date. It's perfect. Yeah. All right. I'll tell your wife that. All right. So welcome, Eric. Uh, and then we are just teasing just for uh, in case oh. anybody's wondering. So Eric is a um, you're you're just like a, like an entrepreneur on steroids. You own a, um, 18 companies. Is that is that correct? Do I have that number uh, correct? Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be 20 by uh, by September. But yeah, 18 right now. All right. And so today I want to talk, you know, dive into one or two of those 18 companies, but I'd love to hear about, you know, just a general synopsis of, about the other ones, but I know you own Hatch Realty and Hatch Coaching, and you've sold it that you've sold thousands of homes over the past years. And so Eric, so it seems like you've probably built a lot of teams. Is that true? You know, it was the one thing I, I was really good at. I, it was so funny. I was at my lake place this weekend and was working on my boat. And by working on my boat, I mean, it didn't start. And I had to call over neighbors for help. That's what I mean when I said I was working on my boat. And they're like, yeah, here's what you have to do. Here's what you have to do. And I'm like, no, I, I'm no good with any of that. Like, <laughs> ask me about like how to build a team or how to sell a house. I can do that. 
but ask me about anything else and like it's just no good because my my background is this is uh i i uh, graduated from college got into the ministry right away uh and built teams and worked with kids for about a decade and that was awesome uh, except for the fact that i was broke and had no way to actually take care of my own team my own family and uh and so i moved into real estate 10 years ago thinking that this was going to be a fast way to make some cash and then i was going to get back to the ministry and back to taking care of people and it turns out that i have more flexibility and ability to do the impact stuff i want to do in the world through what i'm doing right now and it's been all about leadership and it's been all about building teams and man i have just fallen on my face a thousand times over but this is a thousand and one so we're back up Hey, good man. Good man. So just keep getting back up is what I hear you saying. Yes, sir. So talk to me more about, about building a team. So, so that's a superpower of yours. And besides falling on your face a thousand times, what is it that I should know if I intend to, to build, you know, a, a, an incredible team? Well, when I started, uh, when I, I started in real estate full-time in 2011, sold 52 houses my first year, all for my sphere and open houses. I was just hustling and grinding. Hired a part-time college student to help assist me. Then I brought on, uh, a few months later, I brought on another dozen people. We were 13 people strong, and we sold 192 houses our first year as a team, Dan. I was like, oh, I am doing this, but I was 113 of those 192 houses. Yeah. I was carrying every bit of weight, and everybody just picked up my table scraps. Yeah. I ended up getting kicked out of that brokerage I was at. My team disbanded. I invited them all to come with me when I got kicked out, and only two came with. And uh, I was like, oh, I guess I'm the problem in the first place. Uh, I thought everybody, <laughs> thought everybody sucked that I hired, but turns out I just sucked at hiring. And it was a big difference. So to your question, Dan, what is it that we need to do? What different perspective do we need to have? And I used to have a bunch of people that worked for me. And I realized that my success was only going to come when I worked for my people. Mm. And so I, I, I took the intentional ways in which to train them better than anybody else in the industry was trained, to be more exclusive on who could actually join my team. And then I gave them the most inclusive environment possible. I gave them bigger opportunities than they could afford otherwise. I gave them uh, handsome financial packages because the idea that uh, I've heard over and over and over again is when an agent hits 15 to 25 deals on a team, they're going to leave you, okay. right? They're, they're just going to be gone. Well, we're going to sell 1,300 homes this year with my team, and my top guy himself is going to sell about 140. How right? many How many agents is that? So we, we have different tiers. So we have our top agents. We have agents who are kind of in the middle. We have showing partners. We have brand new agents, but in total about 30. 30 okay. agents uh, will do about 1,300 transactions, but my top people will do between 80 and 140 each using the leverage that's afforded to them. And you mentioned showing agents. I know that's something that you, I know that two things that you are advocates of is inside sales agents and showing agent model. Yeah, yeah, Dan, there's a broken philosophy when it comes to how to build a real estate team. Here's, let's use some very simple math. I'm an agent, I'm standing alone, and I'm ready to bring on some leverage because I want to start making some more money. And I have all these leads I can't get to, or I'm purchasing, or it's my own sphere, whatever it may be. Common problem that people have, and so they, they first say, well, I should hire a buyer agent, somebody to chase after that business because I don't have time to. I'd say, number one, that is the wrong mindset. You should first get leverage for yourself, meaning uh, administrative help, uh, somebody helping on the admin side so that you can rid yourself of that $15 an hour activity. 
And most people just want to jump to the commission side and try to make that where I will be an advocate all day, every day to say, get leverage on the admin side. But after that, let's do some simple math, okay? You have five quality leads that are all going to turn into closed transactions, right? The magical five, each one's worth 10,000 bucks. You got 50 grand of opportunity here. Here's how an average agent's mind works. Is like, you know what? I can hire a buyer agent. I can't get to these leads anyways because I'm too busy. So I'm going to hire a buyer agent and they're going to take those five and they're going to close all of them. I'm going to make 25 grand. They're going to make 25 grand and whatever the split is. They get a great life. I get a great life. But you don't train that person very well. Uh, and I can promise you that that person is not going to close five out of five. They're going to close two out of five or maybe three out of five. And so what should have been $50,000 in commission is now five, 10, 15,000 bucks. Sure. You just lost lost $35,000 because you went and hired an agent and you hired them too quickly. You then undertrained them. And then you thought that they can do what you can do as a high producing agent. And it never works. I see people all the time think that two plus two equals four in real estate and two plus two equals tomato in real estate because it doesn't work out that way. But I do know this. I do know that I could close all five of them. And Dan, I know that you could close all five of them. So you take those five and you pay somebody a salary to leverage you. This is now a nurse to your doctor. You are the doctor as the agent. You're showing partner as the nurse. And here's what happens. Number one, Dan, if you hire somebody that is on salary, and I'm talking 2,500 to 3,500 a month. Nothing that's going to break the bank depends on your average price points in your market. But you put somebody who's on salary, you will be far more diligent in hiring them than you will just hiring an agent. Of course you would be, yeah. Which is actually financially bass backwards, but it's yeah. it's the way in which we find ourselves here. Um, yeah. So you're more diligent in hiring that person. You're now, because they're an, an extension of you and a representation of you, you're going to train them better. They're getting their MBA in real estate. Okay. Your client is getting not only the new person, but also you as the seasoned person. They're getting to have their cake and eat it too. So they get a better representation, meaning your referrals and your repeat business will be that much higher. 84% of realtors don't make it past their first two years, but I've hired literally over 50 showing partners in my career and every single one of them has made it as a realtor. Every single one of them. And the reason why is because you give them better training, better support, and think of who you're going to hire when it comes to somebody who can work on a full-time commission basis. They have a sugar daddy or sugar mama. They have a trust fund, they have terrible financial habits, they have another job, or they have a savings account. And I leave the savings account for the pinky finger here, Dan, because that's the last littlest, smallest amount, but that's who we expect to come in and wait four to six months to get a paycheck who can make it in real estate. And instead, you go and find somebody who has the comfort and ability to move into a salaried position, and your talent pool is that much greater. It is literally 10X. I, every time I place an ad for a showing partner, Dan, I get 100 applicants. I place an ad for an agent, I get 15. And I don't want most of those 15. You already know, 87% of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know, it doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution. The 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. And you can do so when you visit www.the 
realestateevolution.com. I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way. And it's free. You just have to pay for the shipping. Thanks. Is there any, is there, so it's just the base. Is there anything on, in addition to that for performance or is it that 25 to 3,500 is, is the compensation? It's, it's the base. And then uh, I've seen it two ways. One is uh, always give that person a commission when they slay it. So if they're the ISA, the one converting the lead from a company purchase business, that's like an eight to 10% commission split. Okay. Uh, and then if it comes from their own sphere, from their own procuring, if they work in open house, whatever it may be, it's a piece of business you didn't have before. I pay them 15% commission on that. Okay. Now a showing partner in my world, they make a $30,000 a year salary. And then with bumps and, and oomphs, uh, they'll make 40 to 50 their first year. Okay. All right. I have a, I have a coaching client, one of the top agents in the country out of Seattle, Washington. And he pays his agents. So remember, I, number one is you can pay them, as I just mentioned, sure. uh, those bumps. Number two is he pays them a 5% override on every single one of his deals. Okay. So he has a 21-year-old, not even a college graduate, who's on his team now making $85,000 a year. Their average sales price is like six hundred grand, so it's far different. Yeah, than it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. But this person is now going to stay with him like for a long period of time, right? What does his future business look like? Because he can kill all five of those deals, right, Dan? Yeah. And that's 50,000 bucks. Say it takes two months to do that. He's paid six grand in a salary and maybe another couple grand in override. So he's still 42K positive when the other time he was only 15K positive. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So now you, you mentioned about your inside sales agents. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about that if you could. Okay. Uh, so I want to make sure that everybody understands that uh, in order to build the greatest team on earth, you have to subscribe to the philosophy that everything is earned and nothing is given. Okay. And so that works with uh, our showing partners. They have to earn the right to receive ISA leads. Okay. And our ISAs don't even hand off leads. They hand off appointments. See, okay. if you don't have an ISA and inside sales agent, you are an ISA. And most ecosystems don't have ISAs. But what we've done is we've empowered our world since 2014 to have ISAs at the core of what we're doing. So my spend on marketing dollars and my spend on uh, company reputation is protected with a massive insurance policy of these inside sales agents. Okay. Damn, I can't help but think of uh, what happened to me in 2014 before my ISAs were given all the at-bats. From, from the company. I had an agent named Mark on my team. Mark was a busy agent, he was a good agent. And I gave him, an, I shot him an email and put a post-it note on his desk saying, Mark, I got uh, two different people that are buy-sells, right? Our average commission in Fargo is six grand at the time. And so I'm six, 12, 18, $24,000 in commission. That's waiting there on two post-it notes on Mark's desk. And that post-it note went to die, Dan. Uh, and we all have these a stories. $24,000 post-it note there, Eric. We all have those stories, <laughs> $24,000 post-it notes of one way, shape or form. And I recognize that although Mark was well-intended yeah. lead response was not his primary. Of course. His, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard for an agent to be taking great care and exceeding a, a client's expectations and simultaneously be able to rapidly be able to, uh, to, to, to connect with a buyer or a seller. Yeah. You can only do one or two things exceedingly well in this business and everything yeah. else comes after those. And I needed Mark to be a great salesperson. 
Yeah. And I needed him to be a great negotiator. Being a lead responder and a lead generator was lower on that list. And so in comes the ISAs. Those get set in appointments. We don't hand off leads anymore. We hand off appointments. Okay. And Dan, my team, we I spend 90,000 bucks a month on new leads. 90 okay. grand. That's crazy. I used to make 90 grand in three years. And now I spend 90 grand every month just in new leads. And that's radio and Zillow and GLS and, and I mean, you name it. And we're diving in deep to build it. Okay. My ISAs are my insurance policy on that. Meaning we only hand off appointments to our agents. Because I think it's a very different skill set, Dan, to convert to have not met versus converting to met. Yeah, of course it is. Met is is, is PCSOI, past client and sphere of business. Uh, that's where that's where a different skill set is. And my ISAs are masters of the long-term nurtures. Let me let me name this, Dan, because this when we checked these stats, it was like, oh crap. <laughs> a Zillow lead or a realtor.com lead from the time in which it enters into your uh, inbox or until you get that phone call until it closes has an average nurture time of 180 days, six months. Okay. okay? A pay-per-click lead, a forced registration lead uh, has an average nurture time of over 600 days. Okay. It takes an average of 20 to 30 touches in that 600 plus day period in order to actually get those people to come back and to actually work with us. And people wonder, why is my business spinning wheels and why is it failing? It's because you don't have the systems built to play the long-term game. Most of us are playing the short-term game of I'm spending all my damn money on Zillow and Realtor.com leads and I'm not doing enough for my, for my past clients in my sphere. I'm just spending time on that low-hanging fruit. Well, there's those long-term nurtures, there's your past clients, and I don't want everybody focusing on everything. I want my ISAs focusing on those low-hanging fruit pieces for a quick response and the long-term nurtures of the forced registration. I want them to be the insurance policy on my database and my 90 grand a month. I want my agents to cater to their sphere and their past clients because that's a relationship game now. Sure. And as we've differentiated this, Dan, in 2019, we sold 636 homes. Okay. We're going to do 1,300 this year. Two years later, we doubled our business, and it's on the base of the showing partner and the ISA. How many ISAs do you have? Four. Hiring two more. Yep. Okay. So that's four. That's that's got to be a ton of work for them. I mean, it's, um, I mean, I can imagine you know with ninety thousand dollars of an ad spend that you uh or marketing budget rather that you are generating just a ton of leads we are but the the amazing thing is and if uh here's shameless plug number one uh if you go to hatchcoaching.com you're going to see the automation that we've put into our business mm-hmm. not just our business but all those that we have the privilege of coaching too because this game hasn't been changing it's changed and most realtors are behind on it yeah we've done an a b study uh, as of late we took a couple hundred leads, and when they came in, we called, texted, and emailed relentlessly, like okay. we always Sure. The second batch, we texted and emailed relentlessly, but we didn't call. Okay. We've gotten a better response rate from this second batch without making phone calls. Hmm. Crazy, right? But if you get a phone call right now and it's a number you don't recognize, are you picking it up, Dan? No, no we're not, not at all. No. Right? 
Man. We as realtors, I've been a realtor for over a decade and I used to sit there salivating when I saw a new number come in that wasn't like somebody who I didn't know. I'm like, oh, it could be a new client. And I jumped on it right away. I don't even bother anymore. I immediately hang up on them. And so this game has changed to texting and texting is done through a lot of automation, right? A computer doesn't grow tired. AI doesn't grow tired. And we're utilizing and have built a lot of those things where it's done for you. So you take that long-term nurture, those 30 plus touches over 600 days, that's done with uh, a click of one button that sets it and forgets it. And we are just cashing in hand over fist. And that's why we don't have to have 15 ISAs is because automation has changed. And now it's all about texting and emailing. And those are already built into campaigns. Got it. So, Eric, you mentioned a thousand a thousand times falling on your face. What failure do you think that you've learned the most from? You know, I get a privilege to do a lot of podcasts, a lot of webinars. And I don't know if I've been asked that before. Um, I will I will say the the biggest aha that I've had is I've lost at times proximity to my team members. Okay. Okay. So uh, I remember it was three and a half years ago. I had just had to let go uh, one of my top agents. He had um, made some mistakes and it had just been, okay, we got, we got to cut it loose. Um, 30 days later, this gal who I thought would never leave ever shows up and she's like, Eric, I'm leaving. I'm like, why are you leaving? Right. She uh, in, in uh, the past couple of years had two kids she went from being the gal who was the social butterfly connected with everyone to wanting to be a mom and work. Uh, she wanted to work less and make more, don't we all? But like she had built up a really great sphere of business. And the reason why she left, if I, if I can summarize it, is because I lost proximity with her. I stopped asking questions about what she wanted. I stopped building her business as a custom fit business. I had a one size fits all business that I would have happily have molded, but because I didn't have proximity with her, Dan, she was gone. And I think that most of us lose our top people when we lose proximity to our top people. There's a book called The Pumpkin Plan by Mike Michalowicz. He wrote Profit First. A lot of business owners and whatnot know him for that. Um, And then I think he has a, a, a couple other great entrepreneurial books. But in The Pumpkin Plan, he has seven steps to grow these county fair blue ribbon winning pumpkins, the ones that everybody wants to take their pictures with and, and that you marvel about. And it was fascinating to me to read those seven steps because they were simple, not easy, but it was about how to capture more clients and to keep your A clients as these unbelievable resources. I read it as a leadership book because I think everything rises and falls on leadership. And I read it as a leadership book. And step number six in Michalowicz's book says, give all your attention to your big pumpkins. And what he's saying is, Dan, if you're running a real estate team, don't give all your time and attention to the newbies. And don't give all your attention to uh, the, the noises and distractions. Spend all your time with your top people. And so yeah. I've taken that philosophy and I've said the ones that are going to hurt the most is if these people leave. And so I'm giving them more of my time than I ever have before. And it's changed our stars. It's been an unbelievable transformation. So I've not read that book yet. I've read uh, Profit First in, in Citrus. I, when I was a young man, I grew one of those pumpkins to enter into the world's largest pumpkin contest. And wow. we literally cut off the, uh, we cut off the, the weaklings. So uh-huh. you ended up only growing, I think it was like two big massive pumpkins and, so, uh, yeah. 
You're yeah. the first pumpkin grower I've ever talked to about that. That's great. Well, I wouldn't consider myself a pumpkin grower. I did it once, uh, but <laughs> you know, it was fun. It was fun. But it's it, it says you give all your attention to the big ones, right? Absolutely. You everything else, and and yep. and uh, wouldn't you know that's what draws attention, and that's what ends up helping you to run a healthy, profitable business because people want to be around the big ones, right? Absolutely. Recently wrote the book Real Estate Evolution: The Ten Step Guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. It took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution, and you can get that by visiting www therealestateevolution.com and I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the post. So if you were starting over today, Eric, today was day one. Yeah. You just woke up, you brushed your teeth, you threw some water on your face, say, hey, real estate, day one. What do you do today? Uh, this is always a who you know business. Um, the reason why in my first year of production, I was able to sell 52 houses was because I knew a lot of people. Right. And so oftentimes people get into real estate because they love houses and that's not necessarily the right recipe. I think that you have to love people. And if you love people and have great relationships with people, it's a super, uh, simple, but not easy business to get into. So I would, uh, I think that we've been given the greatest gift when it comes to, uh, marketing our own business and that's social media. And so social media is about being intentional with your sphere. I think, I think your greatest CRM is your Facebook friends and sure. those that you're connected with because yeah. there are already people who know like, uh, not necessarily trust, but there are already people who know and like you because they're, they're saying, I want to be aligned. And there is a strategy about this in which to be super intentional. You can certainly be clever and have these unbelievable Facebook posts that people are going to like, share, and comment on, but that's really hard for most people. It is far better, better to be interested rather than interesting. And so I would say that you need to go through, and Facebook allows you to do this. You can create lists and subcategories. So I could say Dan is connected through uh, real estate podcasting, right? And so I have 20 people that are my real estate podcasters. So I know I better, I, I better reference him uh, and reach out to him and post on his wall and send him a private message once a week or once a month. I mean, depending on the rhythm. But I think that a lot of people look at their CRMs and they look at uh, their community if you don't have a lot of networks. And we just say, well, I hope. And hope is a great thing to have, but a terrible business strategy. And it's much better to take hope and to put action behind it. And so if you have your CRM of your Facebook friends or your Instagram friends, if you don't have that, you're in a community. And even if you don't know people, it's to have a strategy. And the best strategy possible is to shine a light on other people, to affirm, to give value to. Most people mess up and they try to take, right? 
I remember when I opened up Hatch Realty in early 2014, uh, all of a sudden I got all these phone calls from people like, Eric, congratulations, you started your own business. I'd love to take you out to coffee and learn more about it. I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. Everybody's going to give me all this business. And I go to coffee with them and it turns out they were just trying to sell me their damn insurance and their damn marketing. And I didn't want any of their damn stuff. I felt like I was used. And instead, yeah. what if somebody just showed up and said, Eric, congrats. I got you this, uh, uh, I got you this really great resource of how to, how to open your own business and, and, I, I brought you this fruit basket and right. And I, I cooked you breakfast and whatever it is. I know you're working hard. I'm supplying for your family. Like that would have meant the world to me, damn, because sure. I remember those that give and I resent those that take. And when you start your own business, it is imperative to be a giver and not a taker and social media and your own communities are the best way to do so. So in your businesses, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing today? Hmm. So all my businesses, except for one of them, I own a, a private little social club in a building that I own. Uh, okay. Everything else is tied to real estate. Um, okay. I'm flipping houses and I have a handyman company and I'm investing in a lot of houses. And uh, so it's all tied to real estate in one way, shape or form. And Dan, this, uh, this last year and some months of COVID has given us false hope. Okay. Right. Uh, most people's businesses who've done it right have flourished in COVID and they've made far more money than we ever have before. Although 15 months ago, I thought the world was crashing down and I was going to have to fire half my crew and, and like all those things. And so I think that right now we are having to weigh out what is real and what is inflated, both with the houses we sell and the people that we hire and the egos that we're building of ourselves and the responsibilities and irresponsibilities of our choices. And so right now we're trying to make vision casting, long standing decisions on unsolid ground. And so we are, we are very much at a place where we're trying to stick to uh, the four disciplines of execution talks about lead and leg measures, right? Leg measures are the number of houses you sell, but the lead measures are the amount of lead generation hours and, and the time that you spend in the beginning. And that's what I need to pay attention to always are the lead measures and don't be wowed by the leg measures. So focus on the activity that's going to drive the result and don't be complacent nor let your ego become big based off of the results because yes, those results may be artificial. Absolutely. Well said. So if, if I'm a new agent now, today's my first day and I just brushed my teeth and my face with water. What advice would you give to me? that would instantaneously make a difference in my life today? Mm -hmm. uh, join a team. Okay. Join the, join the right team. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna go, I was, when you yeah. said join a team, I was gonna dive into that. Yeah. So tell us more about joining the right team. Okay, well, uh, the wrong team is uh, when somebody says, I'm gonna give you some leads and uh, I'm here as a resource for you because leadership doesn't say come to me, leadership says I'm gonna go to you. And you need to be surrounded by the right leader who is invested in your own success. Uh, and so joining the right team means that you have a, a culture that lifts you up and that challenges you, that has a number of standards. People, people reject standards. People love the idea of becoming uh, this quote unquote entrepreneur because they can be their own boss. And I'm like, yeah, I get to choose what 80 hours a week I want to work, right? Like it's uh, <laughs> so luxurious. Uh, it, Joining an organization that has standards that says this is who you need to be in order to work here should be the first sign of a stronger organization. 
Okay. And so get around and surround yourself with people who have gone farther than you and are invested in your success, not just because they're going to make a buck from it, but because they have a servant leadership heart. And there are in every community, great teams that are out there. I think that here's who's going to stand the test of time uh, as our industry continues to grow and develop our real estate teams, really well run real estate teams. Uh, and those that have massive spheres of business for the last 40 years. Sure. Other than that, they're dying out. They're a dying breed. So get with a real estate team. This business is too expensive and too hard to maneuver without that kind of guidance. And the best kind of team will keep you around for forever if they continue to evolve their model and give you space to grow. Yeah, I, I, I make suggestions when somebody's interviewing with a team to look for a question that sounds like, what are your goals? Hmm. How may I help you? Hmm. And absent those types of questions, I don't think that you're, you know, in my opinion, I don't think you're talking to the right, or at least I wouldn't be talking to the right team. You know, if I'm looking to, to join a team, that's what I'm looking for in a, in a leader. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's an even better question taking and building on that. Uh, oftentimes somebody says, what do you want to make? And I'd rather have them ask, who do you want to become? Right. Cause yeah. it's, it's, it's deeper, but what you make certainly matters too. Cause we all have to, to put a roof over our heads and feed our families. Absolutely. So Eric, so I know you've got a lot of great resources on uh, through your co uh, coaching company for real estate agents specifically. Tell us a little bit more about that and where can we get that if I'm a real estate agent looking to live a larger life and I want to learn more about Hatch Coaching. Uh, so HatchCoaching.com is where you find us and we we do events. Uh, we, I do a webinar every week or two. We put it on our YouTube channel. It's just hatch coaching uh, for YouTube. Also, all of that's totally free. We have, uh, we've built out when COVID hit, uh, we built out a couple hundred training videos that are a chance for people to have an unbelievable education, uh, uh for a really low price. Think of a masterclass, right? We have masterclasses for how to be a high producing agent, how to crush lead conversion, how to build a real estate team, uh, how to do training and onboarding correctly. Like we're building all these masterclasses specifically for real estate teams. And it's all available at Hatch Coaching. We give away a few free classes um, before you have to sign on the dotted line. And after that, it's just a monthly subscription. So uh, you can get almost everything in our world for free. We have a big event coming up in September in Fargo. Believe it or not, Dan, a bunch of people come to Fargo for our event in September. We're expecting about 300 this year. And it's, uh, it's the event of the year if I have any say about it. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a lot of fun. You know what I learned today, Eric? What's that? Two plus two equals tomato. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for your, thank you so much for your time today. God bless you, and I really appreciate your time. Thanks, brother. Same to you. All right, thank you. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of the Real Estate Evolution, the ten-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the Consistent and Predictable Income Community. Apply for membership on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. Hey, I just had the best 45 minutes interviewing Dan Roshan. He's from Virginia, right outside the DC area. He's been in a stable market for a long time. Within 18 months, he created so much success where he was actually able to buy the brokerage as a real estate agent. Dan is a leader of vision, focus, and passion. His enthusiasm is truly infectious. He just came out with a book for real estate agents to kind of help people pivot. We went through and talked about how to succeed in adversity, some of his big traits out there.
If you are still listening, it is because you align with the CPI community. That means that you love to learn. You are ambitious, qualified, smart, and professional. Mostly, you understand that you're in charge to design your life. If you do not want to wait until next show is posted, I invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com, which is the official website of the CPI community. There, you'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service, and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters just like you so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success. If you're a real estate agent and you're located outside of the Washington, D.C. area and you have a client that wants to buy a home, sell a home, or invest in real estate in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland area, consider to refer to me. I promise that when you do so, we'll treat them like gold, update you throughout the process, and most importantly, we'll make you look good. And we'll pay you a nice referral fee. If you're a real estate agent in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, or Washington, D.C. area, and you're seeking certainty and predictability in your business, contact me now. I'd love to be able to set up a conversation to show you how we can help you to close transactions every single month of the year. Just imagine January, February, March, April, May, every month of the year that you have income coming into your pocket to help you and your family. Hit me up on social media or email me, dan at greetingsvirginia.com. Love to set up a time to chat.